to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Boys, just when we thought we've hit the top of shit mountain in the gaming industry and just like every it can't get any crazier than it's already gotten. It got crazier than it's already gotten, which is why we don't have a lot to talk about today. In fact, we're only doing a couple of things other than hot takes and going over game releases. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the guy getting to level a thousand in the Skull Cavern and Stardew Valley, right? That's what we were all leading up to. Yeah. Holy shit. Really? Level a thousand? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible given the amount of time in a day in Stardew. I mean, nothing crazier than that could have happened. Well, actually, actually. So did you kind of do the itinerary already or we just going to. I was about to. And then. I heard this amazing piece of news because everybody here loves Stardew Valley, right? Everybody, everybody sound off. Say you love Stardew Valley. Go ahead. I love Stardew Valley. Yeah. I like it. <clears throat> Czar. I don't believe Zach, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bought Stardew Valley. Not for me, but I did. Yeah. OK, so you've seen Krista play it and it's one of the greatest games ever made, right? That's what I said. I said, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. But did you mean it? Yeah, I guess. I want you to say. Stardew Valley is one of the greatest games ever made. Stardew Valley is one of the greatest games ever made. All right, good. All right, we've got no problems then. Why is there a knife in my back? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I hired the ninja. I didn't think you were actually going to admit it. You know how it be. I'm just a crazy guy. Look, he's getting paid by the hour, and I appreciate his efficiency here. All right, well... That's my favorite Archer quote. What are you people, hourly? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? With all this going on, I'm bleeding out. So um, on the itinerary today, we're talking about Microsoft. They did a thing. I think that may be a thing that we were foreshadowing. And then we're doing Game Awards. <laughs> game T Game Awards. We had so much fun with them last year, we're bringing them back. And yeah, no shit, Zach. Microsoft did do a thing. They did a very big thing. Nah, it, it was nothing. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I don't even know where to get started with what's going on here. So that's why we're giving it to Zar. So let's pass it on to Zar. Yeah. Yeah, Zar. <laughs> Just give the pile of poop to Zar. Zar likes poop. <laughs> yeah. Zar, have some poop. Straight up Charlie day this bitch. I did so much research on this topic, so let's just dive into it right here. Microsoft buys Blizzard and Activision. Holy shit. That is the headline to end all headlines so far. And I mean, is it just me or does it seem way too early into the new year to be talking about such massive moments in history. We've said the phrase power play before on this podcast, but apparently we've not been using that phrase correctly because Microsoft recently made the power play to end all power plays. 
Yeah, no fucking kidding. Right? Sony's been known for stepping in and stealing the show, but I don't think anything could really distract from this impactful of news. This news is just crazy, so let's let's get into it here. Now, before you do, Zar, we were talking a little bit before the show, so take us down the rabbit hole that you put yourself through in order to immerse yourself in the insanity that is this occurrence. Oh, I am neck deep in this insanity, let me tell ya. I pulled an article from Microsoft on microsoftnews.com, and that was written by the Microsoft team. We also pulled from CNBC.com by Steve Kovac, um, from the Wall Street Journal by Kara L., Kristen G., and Aaron T. We took an email from Bobby Kotek to his employees. And finally, our last link comes from Forbes by Paul Tassie. I love it when gaming news like this, like transcends the gaming community and like weird sites like the Wall Street Journal and CNBC start becoming involved. Like everybody's eyes is on this move, dude. This is crazy. Yeah. And I don't want to be reporting it too early, but I did hear that uh, Microsoft was closing on a deal to buy your mom. Oh, that's the deal of the century. They don't have the funds. (laughs) (laughs) I love my mom. (laughs) What are you, hourly? <laughs> what are you people, hourly? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zar, take us away. Let's dive right into the shit. All right, so first we're going to be talking about the article from Microsoft's website themselves because they had a lot to say about this. On January 18th of 2022, Microsoft announced their newest target for assimilation, Activision Blizzard and somehow King? Huh? Well, Microsoft's going to get Call of Duty, StarCraft, Overwatch, Candy Crush for some odd reason because Activision acquired King in 2016 for $5.9 billion. But not only that, we also got Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. Two f- oh, that's such a big oof. Yeah, two former PlayStation IPs, two powerhouse PlayStation IPs now belong to Microsoft. That is insane. What? All right, move, so crazy. Moving forward, this this quote is directly from the article. This acquisition will accelerate the growth in Microsoft's gaming business across mobile PC, console, and cloud, and will provide the building blocks for the metaverse. That is so fucking insane. So Microsoft's pretty happy about this deal, and they are really looking towards the future. Can you explain the metaverse to a noob like me? I wish I could. We might have to do another episode on that in the near future because that was a whole tangent in and of itself. And there was a lot more within this article that I wanted to focus on. And I imagine that we'll be seeing Microsoft's power plays onto the metaverse in the near future. So that will become very prominent in our conversations. Uh, But the simple answer is I'm not 100% sure about all things in the metaverse currently. So before we get into how much these motherfuckers actually paid for Activision Blizzard, let's talk about some of those titles that they acquired from the acquisition, right? Because I'm not going to lie, Xbox didn't do themselves many favors in standing by the gaming stereotype when they bought COD. It's like they (laughs) as well just buy Doritos and Mountain Dew next, you know? Ooh, don't give them ideas. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, let's seriously talk about how crazy some of these titles that they're getting are. Like, what does it mean that COD is now maybe an Xbox exclusive or StarCraft or Overwatch? Like, what about the fact that they now have PlayStation IPs? Like, what do you think of the direction this is going? Because it's leaving me pretty speechless. Peaches, what do you think? Look, here's the thing. All I care about at the end of the day with this deal isn't necessarily the games that they're going to be unlocking with it, because let's be real, like stuff like Call of Duty and uh, Overwatch. Wow. It's all going to be about the same. Right. Uh, what I'm more concerned with is like what's going to happen like to all the employees that work for Activision Blizzard, because a lot of the time in these acquisitions, what companies do is they buy them out and then they fire people. So I am hoping that that's not going to be the case here. But, you know, past acquisitions, like it just mergers between companies. Usually they buy company and then they fire people to cut costs. That's interesting. That's an interesting point I didn't even think about, but you're absolutely right. And we've already been seeing a lot of that from the beginning of this year and last year with what Activision Blizzard has been doing. They've just been dumping employees. Well, so I saw that they like recently fired a bunch of people that were part of like problematic culture in the company, which that's great. But like what I'm talking about is people that were just working, doing their day to day job and now are getting acquired by Microsoft and have to be worried if they're going to keep their job tomorrow. Yeah, that's a scary notion. It's a very unsure time for these employees right now. I mean, it's an unsure time for gaming. I love to like piggyback off of that. Ravens Interactive or some form of them. They're part of Activision. They are starting like a, the very first ever like or at least bigger and publicized gamers union because of this. Um, and I'm curious to see where that goes. I think this is just like an exciting time to be a gamer to just to see like what all this means. Because, yeah, there's so many variables. And, you know, obviously with how shit on um, employees of gaming companies have been, um, we just want like some positivity around the gaming workplace. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a start. <laughs> Good vibes. That is what Phil Spencer like said two, three months ago in a previous episode of the game too. We covered that where he's like, this is not how we want employees to be treated. And they're going to reevaluate the relationship with Activision Blizzard. Apparently this is the reevaluation. <laughs> you <laughs> let me do your job for you. You blow. All right. That's what I'm hoping it is in like a positive mindset. But I realize nine times out of 10, it's just to make more money. But hopefully it's also to establish a better work culture in the gaming industry. That's an optimist in me. <laughs> Which is, of course, always important. There have been a lot of unionization efforts from like specifically people in Activision Blizzard. And I, I'm kind of worried that those voices are going to like not be heard. And they're just going to be kind of like lost in the shuffle of like the new acquisition so this this entire unionization effort that could be good for game developers as a whole is now going to be squashed at least in this corner of the game market possibly i mean i'm sure if there's any shady things going on behind the scenes with employees themselves they're gonna come out and say something but like in this piece of the puzzle that is microsoft acquiring activision blizzard it's also interesting to take into consideration what does it mean that they're acquiring these specific games and titles, right? Now, I think the biggest middle finger out of this entire list is definitely Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, right? I mean, Peaches, after being the residential PlayStation guy for the last two years and nobody else on this podcast, how's that feel? Oh, uh, dude, I'm so mad about Spyro. <laughs> 
and Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> those are those are the only two IPs that PlayStation has. I mean, what are they supposed to do now? Are you are you gonna smash your console? Oh yeah, I'm I'm for this thing oh, is yeah. this thing is going out the window. And I tell you what. <laughs> Look, obviously PlayStation's gonna be fine, but it's funny, right? It is funny. Oh yeah. I just I don't think that Spyro and Crash Bandicoot that PlayStation necessarily really cares about them anymore. Like, sure they just recently did Crash Bandicoot four, but like, yeah, who cares? I it's guess it's not even it's not necessarily like who cares or like oh man what a hit. It's more just funny the fact that they started off as PlayStation IPs and are now owned by Microsoft. Well, guys, do you remember it? Flash. We're very old at this point. I'm sorry. What's our? Oh, I was going to say, uh, remember and flash back to like an early PlayStation commercial from the 90s where a guy wearing a Crash Bandicoot suit was standing outside of the Nintendo like headquarters with a bullhorn saying your move, Nintendo. What you got? I remember. Wasn't it Sega that they were yelling at? No, nah, it was it was or Nintendo. No, it was Nintendo. Oh, rise and shine, plumber boy, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. That's literally exactly what I was going to bring up. And now here we are. <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's just crazy. Anywho, moving forward, are you guys ready to hear the shocking nature of this deal? Yeah. Duh. So we're here for the tea. If avid listeners remember correctly, Minecraft was originally bought by Microsoft for $1.2 billion. Later on, Microsoft bought Bethesda Zenimax for $7.5 billion. But their to date before this deal, their largest acquisition was Microsoft buying LinkedIn for $26 billion in 2016. This deal with Activision Blizzard, they will buy them for $68.7 billion, an all-cash deal. I literally... Let's fathom this for a second. Have you ever seen an amount of money so absurd that it makes $1.2 billion look small in comparison? Yeah, like chump Or $7.5 billion? Or $26 billion? This deal what the hell? tripled their two-date largest deal. That's so fucking crazy. Microsoft has cash to spend. Well, and also, let's remember, this deal is coming probably at a discount. It's coming at the uh, sexual assault discount. Yeah. Oh, we haven't forgotten at all about that. Oh, no, and we'll get to that. But you're absolutely right. Like, it was the optimal time for this purchase to be made because where was the company going to go without being bought? Their stocks were plummeting. They were desperately trying to claw their way to profit, which I mean, I guess isn't necessarily I mean, they were still true. making profit. Let's be real. Yeah, they were still making bank, but, you know, they were starting to sweat a little bit under the collar. Guys, 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 listen, if they would have just saved up a little bit more, you know, <laughs> they could have bought like Cuba. Cuba's GDP is only 97 billion. All right. So are you fucking so, kidding? I mean, like, God, I they could have bought Panama. They could have bought the Dominican Republic. I don't know how GDP exactly equates. I know that's not logistically a thing, but I'm just saying. Microsoft owns Cuba. Like, this is not like some like small amount of money. This is yeah. fucking this is it transcends gaming. Like it's just like this is like the flex on flex. Like Microsoft is fucking scary because there is 60 
six countries that GDPs, I guess I'm slightly exaggerating. Hold on, let's see this, 68 billion. So my, so 70 countries above Myanmar, I'm looking at like just a uh, world of meters info. So I'm assuming they're decently accurate. Their GDP is higher than this deal. 70 countries out of the world. Wow, that is fucking, that's funny, but it is kind of scary too. Yeah, that's terrifying. That's kind of, yeah, it's just fucking nuts. Like, this doesn't happen ever? Like, I don't know. So, yeah, Czar, where are we going with this, man? I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared, baby. Well, the second part of, of that statement, I want to do a little bit of clarification on, because I've been hearing some misconception on the notion of an all-cash deal. And I had to look into this a little bit because it's not what it sounds like. An all-cash deal simply means that no financing or stock exchanges occurred to make this purchase. It's a very common term in real estate and company acquisitions, and it just simply implies that Microsoft had the funds available to make the purchase all at once. But the benefit of this is it gives the buyer more power over the seller and that now Microsoft gets to set the price they are willing to pay. And they set these shares at I think it was ninety four or ninety six dollars a share, which equates to the sixty eight point seven billion. They took this out of their piggy bank, like their back pocket wallet. They just slapped down sixty nine billion dollars. Yep. Giggity. Yep. <laughs> nice. Now that's a pro gamer move. 69 billion. <laughs> <laughs> and this is obviously why all of these other companies that are outside of gaming are so interested in this, right? Because like this is just going to stir up so much different shit on the stock market. You know, that thing that I know a lot about. All right. Well, since we all know so much about stocks, let let's talk about something else real quick. Uh, Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard for like 70 some 70 billion in cash. We can round up, yeah. Meanwhile, like you know, they're also avoiding shitloads in taxes by storing money offshore. It's just it's it's too bad that Microsoft doesn't have the money to pay taxes. <laughs> they're just they're so Stop! poor. They can only afford to buy this 70 billion dollar deal and store 108 billion offshore to avoid 34 billion in taxes like they just don't have the money to pay all these taxes guys they're they can't do it won't someone please think of the multi-billion dollar companies <laughs> so um, i think it's important to just remember you know don't you know, don't be praising these companies too much <laughs> nintendo is worth 71.2 billion according to forbes um so really? i'm not saying you should go buy nintendo too because that's a little monopolizing, but I also would like the online to get fixed. And, uh, <laughs> well, we know Nintendo ain't going to do it. That's all I'm trying to say. So, Microsoft, I'm just saying, help brother out. Peaches, do not confuse my sheer disbelief at the amount of money with praise. I'm not praising Microsoft. I understand damn well deals like this take place through... Nothing short of shady back alley business tactics. But it, at the same time, it's just it's fucking crazy. Yep. And I think I'd like to reiterate here that most of what I'm talking about right now until the very end of this segment is what I found through doing some research. Uh, this is very little opinion, and this is just coming from a lot of articles. It's it's crazy. Yeah, no, I'm just saying we got to be careful, like with how we word this, because I think 
it's it is a interesting deal in terms of how noteworthy it is for like the gaming industry but it is important like because i think a lot of people will look at this deal and like go into like the team sports mentality where it's like oh yeah now xbox gets to have all these games and playstation doesn't or but we gotta we gotta you know get out of the team sports mentality and think for a second like this company still like they're they are not above reproach you know what i mean that's that's all i wanted to add to this and that's kind of foreshadowing to some things that we're going to get into in a minute here thanks beaches speaking of which keep us going all right so moving forward according to cnbc.com this deal is set to close by microsoft's fiscal 2023 so that's around june-ish end of june And this will actually be the largest move on the market by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. And at this point, I'd like to just clear the notion going around that this was all Phil Spencer's decision. Maybe it was Spencer's idea, but he played a very little role in all of this acquisition business. The important part that you listeners should pick up on is that Nadella pulled the trigger to this deal. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Both sides on the latest Microsoft acquisition have agreed to all terms, ensuring the deal's closure. However, this deal could still fall through because according to CNBC, U.S. regulators have signaled that they will be far more aggressive in evaluating large acquisitions, especially in the tech industry. So there is a chance that this deal could die under government review. I think the intent is the most important part. Like, why would they scrutinize this? Now, how do you guys feel about that? To be honest, it's probably for a lot of the reasons that Peach has highlighted earlier. It's that, like, business deals like this tend to be shrouded with so much shade and back alley business that, you know, these small loopholes that companies can take in order to avoid paying our government taxes needs to be scrutinized more. Yeah. But I I don't know. I think in terms of monopolization, I don't think this deal is the most risky, but it's like if you let this one go through, which they probably will, you got to start really being careful about like big gaming giants uh coming together you know yeah it's kind of a slippery slope isn't it i mean i don't believe in a slippery slope um it's more like after this one you really have to start watching because like how many like massive gaming companies are left who is safe from being bought Uh, that's my main point if you if you wanted a prime example of what that would be like i mean look to the film and movies industry right because disney is also on the warpath of literally owning everything and you can kind of look at some of their business practices and the way that they conduct business with those you know smaller companies and think of it kind of in the same terms as what like what's going on here like essentially microsoft is in the gaming industry what disney is in the movies and television industry Right. Yeah, that's a pretty apt comparison. Well, all right. Uh, That takes care of our first section. And that was a lot of just kind of what's going on. Now we're going to move into a section I like to call the good, the bad and the Kotick with an email from Bobby Kotick to his employees. Fuck you, Bobby Kotick. (laughs) So we all know that Bobby Kotick is the current CEO of Activision Blizz, but... Did you know that he will remain the CEO as the company transitions under Microsoft? 
In the article coming from Microsoft, they say that he and his team will maintain their focus on driving efforts to further strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. All right. All right. Let's hear the, the good first, then the bad, then we'll get into the co-tech. The good here is that Microsoft stated once the deal closes, Activision Blizzard business will report directly to Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Now, from every site and every resource I looked at, this statement implies that Kotick will step down and leave the company once the transition period is over. Okay. But the bad. The Wall Street Journal had this to say. In an interview on Tuesday, Mr. Kotick didn't specifically address his status after the deal closes, but said he has told Microsoft he will always be available to ensure that we are going to have the very best integration. So essentially what he's saying is he's not really going away. But before we kind of dissect that, let's hear the Kotick first. This is an email from Bobby Kotick to his employees at Activision Blizz. Until we receive all necessary regulatory approvals and other customary closing conditions are satisfied, we will continue to operate completely autonomously. And then not mentioning Spencer once in his email, Kotick later talks about how Microsoft CEO saying, Microsoft will also support our journey to further strengthen our culture. Satya Nadella, Microsoft CEO, has been a passionate advocate for caring as the currency of leadership. I'm wondering if, you know, he's hoping, you know, by 2023, when the deal closes, that people will have forgotten his whole uh, involvement in the poor workplace environment that he helped create and that he can just kind of sit and hang out and keep being the CEO. Um, though there is some, I, I've seen some optimism that after the deal closes that he just walks away with like a 200 or $390 million payout and is no longer the CEO. So we'll see what happens, but it is shady as to whether or not he's going to be there or not. Mm-hmm. Zach, what are you, what are you thinking? I just want to see how it plays out. All right? I mean, there's always more to it than just the generosity of any of these people. At the end of the day, uh, like Peaches alluded to, they're still doing some things to maximize their money growth um, legally, illegally, if you will. Um, and so hopefully shit gets fixed. But I think just as far as it goes, like, I think this is so good for the gaming industry because it gets rid of doesn't get rid of Activision Blizzard, but like it, I don't know. I, I really think Bobby Kotick's going to have to atone in some way, but hopefully it's just leaving the, at least leaving the industry. Um, Cause the damage he did to most, to a lot of people is irreparable. Um, but yeah. So I, I think it's a good first step because to be honest, I didn't think anything was going to happen because we see this time and time again, where companies get away scot-free for treating people like shit. And it just needs to fucking stop. So I'm hopeful, but I'm always ready to be let down by these companies. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That's kind of my two cents on it. That's very well said. I've become so unbelievably cynical of big corporations like this. Like anybody who thinks, oh, now that Microsoft has acquired Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard's culture is going to get fixed and I don't have to feel bad about playing their games anymore. You need to be very conscious about what 
Microsoft does next. Because if Co- if they allow Kotech to stay, that's essentially saying we don't really give two shits about what this guy has done. He's a good businessman and therefore we're going to keep him in a position of power. Despite the fact that all of the horrible things going on with Blizzard has been partly his fault, right? Oh, yeah. And it, that that's the thing is like if anybody genuinely thinks, oh, now that Microsoft has acquired Activision Blizzard, things are going to get better. You need to be you need to watch this move. You need to watch what Microsoft does here, because if Kotech is allowed to stay, I mean, just outright letting him stay in the first place is, in my opinion, a bad move. But I get it because you need to be able to phase him out if you do plan on getting rid of him. But if they don't get rid of him, then that's very definitive of where Microsoft's true priorities are. And spoiler alert, it wouldn't be with the fans. It wouldn't be with the people that have stuck with Xbox or Microsoft. It would just be another shady, shitty business transaction. Is also very well said, and I'd like to reiterate the past quote I, I mentioned. Microsoft will also support our journey to further strengthen our culture. Satya Nadella, Microsoft CEO, has been a passionate advocate for caring as the currency of leadership. And that is straight I mean, from Kotech himself. That's just businessman lingo. That's really easy. It's so transparent. Yeah. All right, so I see you've got one last part kind of wrapping this all up with a pretty little bozar. What do you got for us? Yep, we're moving into the final part here. What this all means for our futures. And naturally, Microsoft's massive steps may be loud and frightening to some Sony fans. And we're all wondering what games will now be Microsoft exclusives? Well, Short answer is there's not really a way of knowing until the deal closes officially because, well, Microsoft's not going to show all of their cards and lay them down on the table before it goes through. Although Spencer did send a tweet trying to ease PlayStation fans on what their future holds. Uh, Forbes went and dissected it, but here, here we go. Here's his tweet. Had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. But here's how Forbes read it. You could say that keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation could be something like just making sure that free-to-play Warzone wasn't going to be pulled off the platform, while future mainline games would go to Xbox exclusive. Right. I mean, as much as we paint Phil Spencer as this wholesome man within the gaming industry, which relatively speaking, I still believe is true, He, at the end of the day, is still a businessman whose intentions are to always do what's best for Xbox and not necessarily anybody else. 110%. And so that kind of concludes the research. I'll give you guys my takes and then let's hear from you guys. What We'll see what you guys think after all of these fiascos. So what I think about all of this is hyped fear. 
I mean, yes, I'm thrilled to see a massive influx of games come to Game Pass, even though I don't have the Game Pass. You know, it's kind of like, how did I get Game Pass before you? you how broke did bitch. you get Game Pass before me? Like, when did you become the Xbox guy? I'm the everything guy now, bitches. <laughs> I'm too powerful to be kept alive. Call me the leader of the Senate. Can't contain this man. I am the Senate. I am the Senate. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I also like how Mr. Spencer is, you know, trying to do some damage control with the tweet. But, you know, the fact of the matter is we really don't know what will remain available to PlayStation users. I'm sure the companies to be acquired had some standing contracts with Sony. But the truth is whether or not the contracts get honored is up to Xbox now. I'm sure things will seem normal at the beginning and PlayStation users won't really notice a difference, but I can't think of a single reason why a business would make a product for the competition to sell. Uh, they wouldn't. Exactly. This is the first time, this is the first time in a long time where Xbox actually kind of has PlayStation by the balls here. Yeah, and it just happened so suddenly, like PlayStation was in such a solid position. And then now everyone's like, what are we going to have on PlayStation? Dude, if I mean, if Xbox decides they want to keep all everything they own now to themselves, it's basically going to be indie third uh, third person titles you know, and a few other third-person companies, and then PlayStation exclusives. That would be EA, it. Capcom, Sega, what else? <laughs> Not if Microsoft buys them first. They won't, or they can, but... All right, <laughs> let's 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 try to let's try to keep our closing thoughts as brief as possible, because we still got to do some awards. So, JP, what are your closing thoughts? I mean, I, I'm still in the same place I was at the beginning of this whole fucking fiasco, and it is a mix of excitement disbelief and fear that's really all there is to it like I hate saying we'll see where this goes but there's a lot of things to be cautious of and there's a lot of things to be excited about so I guess we're just gonna have front row seats with a bag of popcorn and see where this fucking roller coaster goes and hope it's not going to hell this will be popping up in our our news again Zach closing thoughts um Nintendo Nintendo Nintendo, Nintendo. And so my closing thoughts are, did you guys see that they made the green M&M less fuckable? I mean... Oh, Tucker Carlson's mad. Oh, God. Oh, could you imagine what kind of moron would spend more than 30 seconds talking about how M&Ms are less fuckable? Tucker Carlson really looked at those M&Ms and was like, that ass really do fart. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> but can we discuss the Vaporeon now? No. Game Awards? With, We're not doing that. With our closing thoughts on how M&Ms really do be farting, though, um, I think we can get into our Game T Game Awards. All right. Let's reset the momentum here because it is time to do the Game T Game Awards, baby. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm glad to see your minor in music education really paid off there, Zach. <laughs> All right, everyone pretend it's 2021 again. <laughs> so you might remember. I'm also, fuck that. Fuck 2021. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> no, you're not, it's, you're totally right. <laughs> you're totally right. 
You might remember that about this time last year, after we watched last year's Game Awards, we had some thoughts and we did our own Game Tea Game Awards to kind of go over some of our own games that we thought were deserving of our own arbitrary made up stupid awards. Well, guess what, baby? We're doing the same thing this year. We're back. Yeah, arbitrary <laughs> stupid awards. Like best sound design. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Now, technically, Peach has really got the ball rolling this year for this Game award show. So I'll tell you what, Peaches, how would you like to give us some of your awards that you would like to give to 2021 Gaming? All right, I'll start with my first award of the night. <clears throat> I think the fir- the most important award that I should start the, this night off with is uh, the character most emblematic of the three Gs, and that that... Uh, character was Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. I'm sorry, the three Gs? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, JP. Um, so. <laughs> How far are you <laughs> You've activated my trap card. So, the three Gs, as we all know, obviously, are... I fucked up. Gaslight, Gatekeep, Girl Boss. <laughs> so congratulations, oh, Lady Dimitrescu, Resident Evil Village. You you earned this one. You really you girl bossed. You uh, you gaslit and you gatekept with the best of them. Though I do gotta give a shout out to Juliana Blake from Deathloop. <laughs> I have never come closer to getting a body pillow than when I saw Lady Dimitrescu. Disgusting. You all are going to die by that thigh. (laughs) Die by the thigh! (laughs) That's what I've been saying! I I do think you said that. Okay, so, Peaches, (laughs) that was your first category. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yes, of course. I think that's the best one to kick it off with. Um, I think that means, Zara, you're up next, because you need to talk more, probably. (laughs) All right. Yeah, Zara hasn't gotten enough airtime. I don't know if I have enough air in my lungs. My first category is... Okay, insert ad here. Insert ad here. <laughs> insert ad here. Do you know... The what, way. What the fuck God. is the way? The I don't way, know. The way. The way. The way. The way. The way. The way. No, 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 no. I spit on you. <laughs> no, we are not doing that. You need to go right now. No. This is our queen. No, 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 no. My first category is the right in the childhood category for all the nostalgic feels I felt this year. If this goes to Banjo-Kazooie, I swear to God. It's not Banjo-Kazooie because that came out in 2022. It's Psychonauts. Okay, I'm good. sad about it, but... Technically, that could still count based on Game Awards, but keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> My right in the childhood award was Stubbs the Zombie Rebel Without a Pulse. I had such a ghoulishly good time with that wow, game again. Wow, I forgot about that. I did too. I was so sure it was going to Psychonauts. Uh, that one came close. That was a very close one, but that won my game of the year. God damn it. Spoilers. God damn it. Oh, I don't have game of the you year just, on this one. You went full game of the year These are fun you categories. Just threw the, the award. Yeah, now seriously, the what's the hell? Yours, I don't have that. That one's not my one, one of my awards because everyone already knows that Psychonauts 2 was my favorite game. Whatever, man. No, dude. Didn't you listen to the Game Tea podcast? Zar hates Psychonauts 2. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I did forget about that. You're a bad guy, Zar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All 
right, Zach, what about you? Let's hear one of your awards. All right, so I wrote them down, so I won't forget. Mine is game that will never end, but it's really good. But also, I really wanted it to end. And that goes... <laughs> How do you fit all that on a trophy? <laughs> and that goes to Shimagami Tensei 5. Woo! We did it! It was really fun, but then it just kept going. And I was all like, right, wait right, a Hold second. on, Zach. I'm going to let you finish, but we do got to run 10 ads right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, correct me if I'm wrong. Couldn't you give this award to any JRPG? But that's the JRPG I played this year. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, yep. Uh, so, um, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Next up is you, JP! All right. So, my first award is the Funniest Actual Game Awards Fail. This trophy is going to whatever I thought was the funniest fuck you at the Game Awards. And... The award goes to Nintendo for having four games in the best family game category and still not winning. Congratulations, Nintendo. You really you brought it home with this one. <laughs> oh, my four, God. Four of the five games and they still didn't get it. That's like being the number one seed. And losing, even though you sacked a quarterback nine times. <laughs> can you imagine? Can, can you imagine someone doing that? Oh, man. You break an NFL oh. record. Oh, man. It's great. Is, it's good. It's good. Is this some sports joke that I'm too much of a virgin to understand? <laughs> Which means we're back to chess. Chess, educate these fools. All right. So, my next game award. This is the fuck you, Zar. This game is good of 2021. Um, and this obviously goes to Halo Infinite. Zar, you piece of shit. I will fight you on this. All right. Halo Infinite is good. You don't get it. Zar, how do all of us love it? Halo Infinite, but you? I don't know. I don't even like Xbox and I'm having a good time. Maybe I'm just a hipster. You are. It's piece of shit. He, he, <laughs> you literally compared it more to like Halo 4 or 5 when I've been hearing everybody else say this is Halo Reach. Levels of goodness. That's a reach. Eh, ah, but don't. Eh, eh. I'm going to hey, go who? full Bully Maguire on you. It's like, I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Um, oh, what's, what's some other ones? Uh, Not a wet willy. A wet willy, a classic. See ya, chump. <laughs> See ya, chump. <laughs> oh. I think it's your turn, Zar. All right. After all that, my next category is called A Little Late, but it still counts for games that I had not gotten to play that I should have played a very long time ago. And my game is Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Boo. <laughs> Ooh, now, I'm all about that. Black Flag was my favorite Assassin's Creed game. It really was fantastic. As an Assassin's Creed game, pretty subpar. As a pirate game, phenomenal. I don't know. I feel like as an, <laughs> like, if you can get past the first really boring three hours, 
Oh my god, it never ends. Then it gets really good. Like honestly, this Black Flag might be the best Assassin's Creed game. It's my favorite. Yeah, I did. I did thoroughly enjoy it. All right, Zach, what's your category? Next up is my game of the year because um, I need you guys to buy this game if you haven't already, and that is Metroid Dread. All right. Ooh, okay. I literally have a backlog bigger than my house. And um, at this point, I, this is the first game in a long time that I picked up and was like, I just gotta, I just gotta play this game. And I played it for 10 hours straight and I beat it and it was great. So buy, well, there you go. buy Metroid Dread Game of the Year Game T-Zack Edition. Is that a thing? Are we making money finally? No. No, no me and Zach are. <laughs> we didn't know that you guys wanted to. I thought... We all agreed that it's just going to be me and Zach making money. Yeah, I've just been selling my farts online. It's been great. <laughs> right, see, I've been doing bathwater. Ah, uh, see, we should fuse that. We could make some good stuff there. All right, anyway. <laughs> that means you're up next, right, JP? All right, all right, all right, all right. So this next award goes to the biggest snub at the actual Game Awards. This in its own way was another huge fuck you by the Game Awards, but one that I literally could not believe. And the award... For this biggest snub at the actual Game Awards goes to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. How did that game not win a single award? Yeah, that's like being nominated for 15 different awards only to not win one. Isn't that nuts? Wow. That's like being the one seed and playing against the <laughs> lowest seed in playoffs, sacking them nine times, and then losing. And I don't know sports, guys. Literally holding them to like the lowest score they've ever had in a season. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts. So, yeah, I I can't believe Ratchet and Clank didn't win a single fucking award. I partially blame that for coming out a little earlier in the gaming year and people just kind of forgot about how incredible it was. Well, I'm not going to let you forget. I'm not going to let you fucking forget. That game should have won something. All right. Something. You're not wrong. Please. Please, God. Why? All right, I'm done. Which means we're back to Chez. Woo, Chez. What stupid useless award do you have now? All right, this is the most mid-game of 2021. You know, just a game that really, it catches you, and then it proceeds to test the limits of your own personal sunk cost fallacies. You know, a game that has some really great aspects, and then some (laughs) uh, aspects that you specifically told the game you don't like, but they're there anyways. (laughs) The most mid-game of 2021 goes to Kana Bridge of Spirits. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys want me to elaborate, I can, but I did want to give a special shout out to Far Cry 6 (laughs) because the game was so mid, I barely even played it, and I was like, I I think I get it. I'm done. I think I get it. So you avoided the sunk cast fallacy. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Proud of you. Um, I don't think I want you to elaborate because um, it's the game tease, so we don't really need to to justify our opinions. We just need to do it, and they need to accept it. Hell yeah. All right, Zara, what you got? Wait, hold on. Wait a second. We're not rich. We can't do that. No, Zara, don't be just... Give me, give me some fences. We got to be educated because we're not rich. Oh, shit. All right. Well, <laughs> so look, Hannah oh, Bridge of Spirits. Fuck. <laughs> it has so many things that go well for it. It has great graphics. It has beautiful environments. It doesn't have like pointless, annoying microtransactions. But then it also has annoying collectibles. It also has like some very iffy mechanics that don't always work consistently. It has slightly repetitive combat. 
It has a very lackluster story with minimal character development, if any at all. Um, it just... It, it could have been so much more. It could have been 3D Ori in the Blind Forest, and it wasn't. Bummer. Cow a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Now it's our turn. All right. My category is games I co-opt the shit out of. And the winner is Dying Light. For the eighth year in a row? Will you play that with me? Yeah. I just bought that. Do you have it on PC, Zach? I'll play it with all y'all. Wait, Zach, you got, did you get it on PC? Yeah, on Switch. What? There's no cross-platform, I don't think, for Dying Light 1. God damn it. All right. Back to back <laughs> to my corner. <laughs> Oops. Well, Jesus, Zar, even when you're giving an award, you fucking make everybody's <laughs> days worse. Zach, Oops. if you buy Dying Light when it's on its next $8 sale, I'll play with you. All right. All right. You'll catch me playing Dying Light 2 here in a couple months. I can't play Dying Light 1 again. I just can't. I just can't do it, man. just can't. Speaking of, is it my turn? It is. I think so. Yeah. Okay, sleeper party game. All right, this is a sleeper game because for some reason, it's like under the radar because it's like discounted already. Like it's like $30 game and it's called Brain Age. I already know what it's going to be. What? Oh, wait, what? Brain Age. I've been playing this with Krista and I've been playing this with her family and we're having a good time. And it's really cool because I'm a big old nerd. So like I can be on like super elite mode so I can feel smart and they can be in intermediate mode and they can still kick my butt. And so totally recommend this because it's like one of those games that even non-gamers can play. So if you hate socializing like I do, this game is the award for you. I totally thought you were about to give it to Mario Party Superstars because you were angry that it didn't win anything at the Game Awards. Nah, it's a good game, but nah. It's a fine game. Well, it's a right fine then. game. I'll say that. That one's $60. Interesting. Brain Age is $30, and you can probably find it on sale for like 20 So 10 out of 10 would recommend. That's good stuff. So that's you, JP, right? Yeah. It is. All right. Now, we've all seen this coming. We all know this should be a real award, right? The biggest letdown of 2021. This goes to the game that generated a ton of hype and then upon actual release nobody gave a shit after playing it for five minutes okay all right this is gonna start some fun just keep going keep going no no no. i'm pretty sure everyone will agree with me the award for the biggest letdown of 2021 goes to back for blood fucking fucking hell that game had the potential man and if they had nailed it, they would have had something special. And then they just didn't. Disappointed. I do think it's funny that Left 4 Dead 2 has more players uh, concurrently than uh, Back for Blood. But also, the new Yu-Gi-Oh! game that just released had like 500,000 concurrent players at one point. So, I don't know. Well, one's free. Yeah. This is, That was my segue. Like, do you guys know about the new Yu-Gi-Oh! game? It came out three days, four days ago? Actually, no, I was not familiar. Tell me more. I haven't played it. I kind of want to. You guys want to play it with me? Is it? Can, can we play together? I would love to duel. Can I use my dragons? Fuck yeah, I'll play Yu-Gi-Oh with you. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. And I can save money. I think it's called Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. So it looks like it's free to play. Very nice. Interesting. All right. Let's do one final round of awards. Does everyone have one more they can spit off? I got one more. I have two more, so I'm going to do them quick. But yeah. 
You can All you right. can take my slot. I ran out of awards. <laughs> I ran out of money to buy awards. Hell yeah. All right, so it'll go me, and then Zach, and then Zach again, and then JP. Yeah, that sounds fair. All right. All right. My last game award for this year is it's just it's just the game of the year, you know? What was the best game of 2021? And I'd like you all to guess what you think my game of the year for 2021 Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Balloons Tower Defense. It's Balloons Tower Defense 6, baby. God damn it. Yeah. I should have seen that coming. It's Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bait and switch. It's it, it's uh, it's Cyberpunk. The old bait and switch. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, obviously it was going to be Cyberpunk. I literally don't even know what else it would be with you. Damn Balloons it. Tower Defense 6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Egg fucking exactly. All right, Zach, what do you got? He's like, okay. My uh, next title is um, it's kind of an emotional message for me. Games that made me realize nostalgia has a stupid impact on my enjoyment of games. <laughs> Have you been told in your life that this game is so good and you need to play it? Well, then this award is for you because I had played Halo Infinite. I have played Horizon Zero Dawn. I have played God of War. And all three of those games are absolute fucking bangers. But I never want to fucking play them. And you know why? Because <laughs> I'm fucking weird. And so this award goes to everybody who's weird. For that guy that plays Galaga for the 40 billionth time with a peanut butter sandwich in his hand and just likes going pew, 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 pew. How did you get my yearbook photo? <laughs> <laughs> These th- <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I, I realize there's probably something wrong with me, and it's just how I enjoy games. So I acknowledge that those three games that I listed are absolute bangers. But I just never want to go back and play them again. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm just like, I'd rather go play Super Mario Odyssey for the 40 billion time because I'm fucking weird like that. So yeah, you are who you are. And don't let anyone take that away from you. All right. Oh, damn. That was sweet. And with that, games that will probably never end. Fuck you, Game Awards. All right. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate should have won Game of the Fucking Year because this is everything any Smash player ever asked for besides competent online, and you fucking shafted them. <laughs> All right. Three years of constant updates. There's goddamn Ridley and Sora in the game, and it didn't get a fucking best fighting game award. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. Anyway, Super Smash Bros. is the best game ever. Drop the mic, and I'm out of here. Thank you for your time. Yeah, I don't know how I expected that to end, but that's about right. (laughs) A really nice, wholesome moment, followed by fucking chaos. (laughs) By fuck you, Uh, I'm out. Fuck you. All right, and it's only fitting, I think, that I get the last award because I've got something special for you guys. The final award that I am gifting tonight is the best ongoing game tea podcast video game fuck you this is the video game that has given us endless entertainment you know what i'm out of here throughout the years and it's going to octopath traveler standing ovation best ongoing game tea game you heard it here we all agree with that statement best game um Three-fourths of the game team does not respond to this message. That's still 75%, which is a C, so I, I shall take that. That's 25%. You failed, Matt. You failed at that. You're bad. 
<laughs> you are dead to you, <laughs> you just got your game TV. We're all mad now. XOXO we still, Gossip Girl. We still have to do the games that are coming out. You've got one that you want to talk about this week, Zach. But first, let's do quick takes. Oh, I forgot about those. Hey, Life is Strange got delayed for Nintendo Switch. Spoilers. That just came, seems to happen. Pretty much if someone says it's coming to Switch, just always assume it's coming about six months later once they want to double dip like the greedy bastard everyone is. Shout out to you, Square Enix. <laughs> Next up, Raven Software is forming a gaming union. We already talked about that. This Who does that come to us from? That comes to... Oh, that's not Twitter. Oh, it is Twitter. Jason Schreier has uh, tweeted out that testers at Raven Software, Division of Activision, say they are forming a union. Great news if you like people to be able to protect themselves. Um, and then finally, Take-Two says GTA Trilogy launch was great. Why do you ask? That comes to us from Twisted Voxel. Um, as you will report, we did talk about it being notoriously uh, buggy, but they said it's fine. So who are we to tell them how games are working? Fair enough. Now we're at game releases. Mind if I take them? <sighs> yeah. Okay. On January 27th, we have Circuit Superstars coming to the PS4 and Damon X Machina coming to the PC. On, Jer- uh, da, 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 da. On January 28th, we have... Pe- oh my god, I can't talk. On January 28th, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus coming to the Nintendo Switch and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection coming to the PS5 and PC. Finally, on February 1st, Life is Strange Remastered Collection coming to the PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. All right, and now that is actually going to do it. Boys, we had one hell of an episode, and it's running a little bit over, so we got to get out of here for the day. So, of course, to our audience, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. JP. I just want you to know that you ruined oh, the uh, kiss on the forehead for everyone. There's nothing, nothing for anyone <laughs> at the end of this episode from me. That's okay. I forgive you, Peaches, even though your gaming takes are horrible and you don't like Octopath Traveler. <laughs> Later! If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.